Well, good morning again, church family. Um, thank you again for being with us for worship. Um, this has been such a strange season uh, for all of us, and I know it's probably been a strange season for you. My heart ached this morning. I mean, literally, I was just experiencing heartache um, because we're not able to be together physically uh, once again this Sunday. And um, that is indicative of a whole host of things that in this season have changed so much and uh, that have caused so much struggle and heartache um, in our lives. And um, I just need to be honest about it. I think we all have gotten to a point, I hope, that we can all just be honest about it. And um, our hope week after week uh, in this season has just been to anchor our hearts and to anchor our hopes uh, in the one who is faithful through it all. Uh, in the midst of unchanging uh, circumstance, uh, in the midst of just situations that just feel like day-to-day so different um, uh, and so out of control, uh, we have hope in one who is unchanging. And uh, we have hope in the character of God and his work for us and his promise to us. And it has been so good in this last uh, season that we have been worshiping together from our homes or wherever it is that we're worshiping. Even last week, I saw somebody who was worshiping from the COVID unit in the hospital here in Memphis. So wherever it is that we're worshiping uh, from, um, it has been so good for us just to put our hope in God and uh, to remember him and his unchanging character week in and week out. Uh, today is going to be the last day that we're focused, at least in this series, on the unchanging character of God through his names. And uh, some of you, I hope, have been memorizing some of the verses that I've used week after week in this series. Um, verses like Psalm chapter 9, verse 10. Those who know your name, God, put their trust in you. For you have not forsaken those who seek you. In the midst of trouble, those who know God put their trust in God. Because he does not forsake those who trust him and seek him. Verses like Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it, and they are safe. Um, in God's name and ultimately in God's character, we know that there is safety and refuge. And maybe one of my favorite verses that we've used throughout the series is Psalm chapter 20, verse 7. It's been a favorite verse of Michelle, my wife, and me for quite some time, and we've held on to it. Uh, through many different situations and circumstances and changes in life, and we're holding on to it again in this season. And that is this, uh, Psalm chapter 20, and in verse 7, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. And it goes on to say, They collapse and fall, but we rise and stand upright. Uh, in this season, uh, we are not trusting our job security. We're not trusting income. We're not trusting health. We're not uh, trusting, uh, you could name it, what is it that we tend to trust? And in this season, it's all been turned upside down. And we, we just have been brought back to this place of recognizing that our trust is ultimately not in those things. It's not in our circumstances, and it's certainly not in our control. Um, our trust is in our God. And um, I am so thankful that those who trust in him will not fall. And I hope today that you have put your trust in him. Well, today's going to be a little bit different, and I'm excited about it. Um, what I just did right now 
is the extent of the teaching I'm going to do today. And some of you may be really excited about that. Some of you may be like, what? Um, but the reality is today I am joined here at our church building um, by several members of our church who we love very much. And uh, at this moment, um, we are socially distant from one another. We, we are spread apart. It may look like we're close together on the screen, but we are safe, okay? We're following guidelines And uh, just like always, uh, we're making sure we're doing our part as a church to respect our local authorities and our government recommendations because we know they have the best interest of the community. So I don't want you to get fearful that we're here because we're being safe. Um, But I am excited that we've got people here. Some of you may have noticed that we didn't have a big worship team this morning. And the reason for that is that uh, Robbie's the only one leading worship so that we could bring in more people because uh, we have a limit on how many we can bring in. We wanted to bring in more people to share with you live uh, this morning. And we're just going to be having a time of reflection on the names of God and really on our experience with God in this past season. So I want to let everybody introduce yourself. Um, and we're going to go around and have an opportunity for, for you just to know who they are. And then we'll have some conversation together. And our hope is this morning, my hope and my ask of you, is that you'll take time uh, to take notes and to really be attentive because what we're going to be discussing is God's word. God's character is revealed in his word as we've been journeying through that in this last season. So you want to start, Gerald? And uh, we'll go around the circle. And uh, So good morning. Uh, I'm Gerald Johnson. I'm a student at the University of Memphis. I'm in the Masters of Public Health program with a concentration in epidemiology. So this is definitely a unique time to be going through school. But... Um, other than that, yeah, I'm just super excited to be here and share with you guys all the things that I've learned and experienced through this season. So. Yeah, like the most epic case study ever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. For yeah. epidemiologists, for sure. Grateful for your work. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, good morning, guys. I'm Aaron Brugere. I'm a financial analyst at the University of Memphis. And so, yeah, obviously, you know, being at the university, there's quite a few changes going on. And, you know, most of the, the people who are college students listening probably are impacted by a lot of the changes going on with their education right now. And so uh, I'm kind of on the other side of it, seeing how everyone's scrambling, trying to uh, make things work. Yeah, it's a really yeah. tough time uh, financially all across the board. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Glad you're here, Erin. I didn't know if you were going to go. Uh, hey, y'all. I'm Sam Love. I teach reading up at North Memphis at a public charter school called Promise Academy. So we have been... Finishing up our seventh or eighth week of online teaching um, in a area where it's just really hard to get resources to a lot of our students, but it's just been, I think, challenging, but gifting just to see, I think, the outpour of love from the community and from the willingness of teachers to, like, continue to serve in ways that we never saw possible. Yeah. So grateful for you and all of our teachers. Um, what a trying time for teachers and for parents at home who are trying to follow teachers' instructions. My goodness, uh, it has been crazy, but so grateful you're here, Sam. We also have two people who are joining us uh, digitally, um, and the reason they're joining digitally, both of them work in hospital settings, and we wanted to protect those of us who are here at the church uh, um, in case they have had a risk of exposure, but also to protect those who they serve in the hospitals in case we might expose them to something unknowingly. Uh, One of them is Julie Kerrigan, who has been a long member of our church. We love her. And one who has more recently come to our church, Anna Jones, uh, who works at St. Jude. And throughout our conversation today, we're going to hear from both of them as well. And actually, we're going to start with Julie this morning. You know, I was thinking, guys, um, this season has been one of the hardest seasons that 
most any of us remember in our lifetime. I mean, it has just been um, just unbelievably straining. I, I know that personally. I know that all of us here probably feel that way. Um, we have been just stressed um, and challenged with circumstance that, yeah, none of us ever expected. I mean, who would have thought? Most of us, when we were coming into 2020, you know, we were all excited and had all these goals, and then all of a sudden, like, hand grenade went off in the room, and it was like, oh my goodness, what in the world is going on? And it's still going on, and it's just been really hard. But I also know um, that through times of difficulty uh, and through times of suffering, um, often comes some of the the greatest opportunities that we have to really get to know God more and to really learn to depend on him in more authentic uh, and really desperate ways. It, it, it's like a, it just fuels our opportunity to, to experience him and to become more intimate with him. And um, so anyway, I'm going to start with Julie this morning. Julie, if, if you would share kind of a little bit about um, how you have experienced difficulty. I know you were in some really interesting circumstances at the start of this pandemic, and maybe you could share about that and also share just about how you've grown to experience God uh, through this time of difficulty, how you've grown to know Him and become more intimate with Him through it. In the season leading up to the past month, I feel like God has been calling me to have greater trust in Him. At first, I tried to do this on my own, which led to a lot of frustration. Um, I finally cried out to God and just said, God, if you want me to trust you, you're going to have to change me and who I am. And I felt like God said to me, uh, just make me the center of your focus. Abide in me and I'll take care of the rest. At the beginning of the pandemic, I was in New Zealand. And in a week's time, I went from having an epic vacation to being in complete lockdown. And I wasn't sure if or when I was going to get to come home. And I thought to myself, well, God's got jokes. I've asked for greater faith and he's put me in a series of impossible situations. While this was happening, I felt like God was saying to me, the reason that you don't trust me is because you don't know who I am and you don't understand my character. If you would learn who I am and you would learn my character, you would trust me. This is about the same time that we started the series on the names of God. And um, I feel like God has shown me in the past several weeks um, his character. I've been faced with so many challenging situations. And in each one, God has displayed to me and shown me who his character is and what kind of a God he is. Um, for my job, I lead people. And... Um, in a situation where I'm facing furloughs and salary cuts and uncertainty in business, God showed me that he is Jehovah Jireh, my provider. When I was feeling isolated and alone, uh, God told me, I am the God that sees you. I know who you are. I know how you feel. Uh, in the past few weeks, I have felt um, completely inadequate and fully broken. And God showed me he is my El Shaddai. Um, and he is the God that heals my brokenness. Um, over and over, I've prayed for God to reveal himself to me and to show me who he is and to lead me in greater trust in him. And over and over, he has done just that. And he's shown me that while he may not make my circumstances okay, he'll always make me okay in my circumstances. Thank you, Julie, um, so much for sharing. I love... Um, just 
Yeah, it's so cool that you mentioned some of those names, uh, just knowing God as your provider, knowing God as your sufficiency, uh, knowing God as the one who sees you. I love what you say there um, that, yeah, um, he may not always make your circumstance okay. I wrote it down here, but he will always make you okay. I love that you just said that. Uh, I want to take notes on that this morning and just remember that, you know, um, even through the valley of the shadow of death, uh, he is with me. And even through these crazy times, just the constancy that you've known in his presence with you. Um, thank you so much for sharing. Aaron, I was wondering, you know, um, if you could kind of piggyback on what Julia shared and just kind of describe um, what's been the hardest for you in this season. And also um, through that time of difficulty, maybe what you've come to know and appreciate about the Lord more through it. Yeah, <clears throat> I think this season you know, has been interesting in the sense that there is a lot of unknowns. You know, I came into, you know, 2020 very hopeful, a lot of plans, goals, things I wanted to do, accomplish in life and, and, and see happen. And so with this, you know, pandemic coming on, obviously that changed everything, you know, and then, you know, within that, you know, there's also, you know, transitions with my wife and her job. And there's a you know time period there where we didn't know if that was actually even going to happen, if she was going to be left unemployed for a time period. Uh, and so, you know, again, and just even taking stock of everything that we in, in life and finances and, yeah. you know, if that, something happens with the economy, you know, can, can we handle this? And, yeah. and, you know, our job secure, you know, just, just everything, all that uncertainty and, and pushing <clears throat> and just pushing and trusting God and for that. And, you know, kind of in some ways, you know, I can be very passive you know, when it comes to things with God and just yeah. be like, oh, you know, there's these circumstances going on, you know, God's got it. And I can just be, be very passive with it sometimes and not really engage in prayer like I probably should in some situations. And, and you know, as this kind of has continued on, you know, and the pandemic continued, the virus is continuing, you had just more impact on the economy, you know, I began to kind of think back at some Bible verses. And I feel like God was kind of bringing them to me, you know, like a story that we see in the gospel where the disciples you know, decide they wanted to, to cross the sea, you know, one day and yeah. they left Jesus behind because he was praying. And well, they're out there on the sea and the waves come crashing and the storm comes and they're, they're suffering, you know, they're afraid they're yeah. going to die. And Jesus comes walking on the water and Jesus actually, he's going to go to the other side. He was going to walk right past them. And they actually had to cry out in order for Jesus to move and come to them. And so I just began to, you know, kind of sense that, okay, this is not a time for me just to be passive that God's got this. I need to actually be active and engaged here mm -hmm. and actually be pressing into God, be pressing into God, and, you know, in, in prayer, you know, for this pandemic, you know, to come to an end in prayer for government, you know, in prayer for my family and actually lifting these things up to God and really growing more in my, my trust and putting my faith to work. Yeah. And, and so, you know, for me, that's one thing God's really been doing in this time. And, and with that also has been, you know, turning up my heart to him in, in more ways as well, where, yeah. again, I come up with my own plans all the time. And sometimes, though, I need to humble myself and, and really give my, my heart up to God more and let him work in me. And, and so I do feel that he's been doing a deeper work in me. My heart's turning more to him and, and more tender yeah, I've been feeling, you know, deeper time periods of intercession with him mm. and just feeling, you know, a depth of, of his spirit connecting with my spirit and soul like I haven't felt in, in quite a while, if I'm honest. Yeah. And so that's been really refreshing 
and just feeling, you know, restoration and some areas of my heart and soul from difficulties of the past, you know, that I've experienced, you know, throughout my twenties and I'm in my thirties now. So things have been, you know, long in the process, but I feel like, you know, God's really been been going back and touching things and just restoring things. And, and so it's really been, been a, a sweet time period. Uh, to to engage and just seek God and and pray, yeah. And interesting. I mean, it's like the most unexpected thing uh, that through such difficulty would come such opportunity and such gifts from God. And so thankful, Aaron. Um, I love you so much, and it's just neat to hear um, how God has been working in your heart. Um, I'm thinking, Sam. You know, I'm wondering about you. Uh, I know you mentioned the craziness of being a teacher in this season and trying to keep your students well and your uh, kind of investment educationally going on, but personally for you, um, how do you feel like you've experienced God in this time and what has been unique about that? So the uniqueness is I'm not in a classroom and my mind, I don't know if you know any teachers, but they say something about like teachers come home with headaches because they make more decisions than a brain surgeon throughout the day. Wow. Um, and having to handle all of that chaos, kind of like you truthfully, like has me put the Lord in the background. Like I start off every morning with him and it's going to be great. And then eight o'clock hits and something's gone wrong. And I'm like, okay, well, we'll try again tomorrow. Yeah. So in this season, I have loved to just rest and spend slow mornings with him and get to worship by myself, get to read scripture. We're going through uh, Genesis to Revelation. So just a common theme that I've seen him in the past couple of months is his faithfulness and his unchanging and how he is just our rock in any aspect of comfort and finding any kind of strength of getting up and just getting to enjoy the mornings um, just with the joy of what it has to bring. But yeah, yeah it's been super sweet and different. I like how you used, I think you said, rescued or restored or renewed those have been my three um r's because i've been trying to like i love alliteration i love them yeah that's awesome whole teacher um (laughs) yeah so those have been my kind of words to focus on this season since i'm coming out of like a storm and coming into a season where he knows i just needed rest and to be renewed it's just been super sweet to Mm -hmm. have that time and my joke is always to like get my life together, but we never have time to get our life together until we have this. So it's been nice to spend extra time to do that and focus on him. That's really, really cool. Thankful for that for you. And I never knew that about the brain surgeon thing. Um, teachers deserve way more credit than they get. And um, I'm so thankful for, yeah, just your three R's. And I hope that that's not just true of you. I think it's probably true for all of us, but really taking the opportunity, even in the coming weeks that we're still uh, kind of not back to normal, to really discover, um, yeah, what might God want to be doing right now? How is he getting my attention? And the fact that you've embraced that is really, really cool. So we've been studying the names of God. All of you know this. Um, uh, We've been looking at some of the names like El Roi, Living God Who Sees Me, um, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord Who Is Our Peace, Around Palm Sunday, we looked at Jehovah Jireh and how he's our provider, ultimately in Christ, but also in our daily needs. And on Easter Sunday, we looked at Jehovah Nisi, how he is our banner in the midst of circumstance. We looked to him and 
We looked in the last few weeks at how he is our El Shaddai, he's our sufficiency, um, and even just this past week, our Jehovah Shema, uh, how he is there. Um, I'm wondering for you guys, I'm, I'm going to turn to you, Gerald, next, if you don't mind. Um, by the way, really cool jacket. Um, Thank you. You are, you are setting the trend for all of us. I need to figure out how to become a little bit more modern with my wardrobe, I think. But anyway, um, I'm wondering, Gerald, like for you, which of these names has stuck out the most to you? And um, yeah, why? Um, so I would have to say that Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who rest, um, restores and heals, um, mm. is probably my favorite. And it's my favorite because it makes me think of the character of Jesus and how he treated the woman who was bleeding. And um, in that story, we know that she um, was bleeding for 12 years, and we know that she didn't have a family. She didn't have anything because she spent everything on physicians trying to get better, and that we um, we know that she just she was ostracized from the community. She yeah. was seen as unclean, yeah. right? And when he touched, when she touched him, and she was instantly healed, he turned around. And what I love is that he called her daughter, and he gave her identity. And so he didn't just heal her like physically, but he restored her soul and he restored um, her like to a new identity. We know that like that name Jehovah Rapha, it's um, to make something beautiful again, right? Yeah. So he took something that was clean or unclean and made it beautiful again. And I love that because it relates to me as someone who's carried a lot of anxiety and shame just with my personal testimony. And knowing that like that's his character and seeing him act that out in like the body of, in the person of Jesus, yeah. it just makes me fall in love with him all over again because yeah. he didn't um, just save me, but he renews my soul and he renews my spirit and he gives me identity that is found in my creator who is my peace who doesn't change who restores my soul who is um always with me he's never unchanging um so for me that's just it really hit home learning like i I didn't know that was one of his names so (laughs) hearing that and studying that i i was just like oh that's just it's so good because it's so um there's just a lot of like peace that comes with that, putting yeah. um, my identity in the God who restores me um, and heals me. So I think of like in this season of a global pandemic, we know that um, he can restore us and he can heal us. Um, but if he doesn't, then he, he's, he's still good and he's still sovereign and he loves us um, infinitely. And not like that's never going to change. So our circumstances are constantly changing, are crazy, and we never know what's coming next, but we know that we have identity in a God, in our creator who is forever, and he doesn't change, and he's constant. So good. So good. Thank you for opening up and sharing with us like that. Um, Really grateful. I'm wondering now, I'd like to turn to Anna. um, Anna Jones, who's in our church, uh, who works at St. Jude, and uh, I'm wondering uh, if you would share Anna a little bit about uh, the opportunity, uh, the specific way uh, that you have come to know a name of God and how it's meant so much to you in this season. Hi, guys. It's Anna Jones. I wanted to share with you all a little bit about how the Lord's been working in my life during this season. Um, So Bear asked us to think a little bit about the names of God that we've been studying and think about which name of God has been really impactful for us during this season. 
And for me, that's actually been the name of God that we studied most recently, Jehovah Shema, the Lord is with us. And I'm excited to share with you guys a little bit more about why that's been so important for me um, during this time. So for those of you that know me, you know that I'm an incredibly relational being. I love being around others, being physically present with others, um, giving and receiving hugs. And that has always been such a source of joy for me. Um, I work as a psychologist at St. Jude and have been working exclusively from home conducting telehealth um, since the pandemic. Um, however, I've remained on call, which has meant that there's a chance that I would need to be physically present on campus for an emergent need to care for one of our patients. Um, with living alone and working from home, I've seen very few people in the last six weeks. And I came into the season feeling really fearful about that um, and worried about the isolation and thinking, would I lose my joy? Would I feel lonely? Um, and given the circumstances, I, I couldn't see how I wouldn't feel sad and lonely a lot of the time. Um, I moved to Memphis in September um, from Ohio, where I lived for the last year, um, completing my fellowship. And when I lived in Ohio, I really struggled to form um, community, and I felt alone a lot of the time. I was able to remain virtually connected with friends and family, but nevertheless still found myself feeling um, really alone and isolated. Um, and I was really fearful that that feeling would return during this season. And I'm so excited to tell you all that the Lord has shown up for me during this pandemic um, and throughout this time by his grace and his grace alone. I have not lost my joy. Um, I've not felt alone. There have been moments of sorrow, certainly, um, but overall I've seen just the Lord's provision um, and the Lord has taught me that he will never forsake me, that he will never abandon me, that I will never be alone. He is Jehovah Shema, and he is always with me. And uh, while I am so looking forward to the day that I am able to be physically present with you all again, until then, I know that the Lord will provide for me, that he is Jehovah Shema, and he is with me. And with that, I can rest assured that I will never be alone. Anna, thank you so much for uh, sharing your testimony with us. Um, I don't think you're the only one that has been lonely. Um, I think it has been hard, especially those of us uh, in our church and community who are single or who live by themselves. I think it has been an incredibly lonely time. And um, I'm so thankful for your honesty and just opening up about that, but also just the encouragement that uh, you've given us this morning, just remembering Jehovah Shema, that, uh, like you said, I will never be forsaken. I will never be alone. Um, I am so thankful for what God has shown you through this season and how he's really gifted you uh, with an extra understanding of his presence and uh, just your dependency on him. So thank you again, Anna, for sharing. Um, I'm wondering, um, group, if, if you guys would be willing to share kind of where do we? Where do you guys sense that this new understanding of God 
that you've learned of him uh, through this season and through his names, where does this kind of take you from here? Um, how do you feel like um, continuing in this season, but even beyond this season, that um, the place that you are in now with the Lord, how do, you, how do you sense that that will affect your future? I'll start with maybe Sam and we'll go from there. Yeah. Um, like I said, I think it's been like a firm foundation. Like he wipes us all the way clean. I'm going to take away um, your social outings. I'm going to take away school, work, all that, um, and kind of build from the ground up for a foundation. So I think it gives us a unique opportunity to kind of start over. Um, and hopefully my thought and hope and prayer and belief, um, just like how he did with the Israelites back in Genesis and Exodus and leading them out, um, with every storm or every tragedy, there's always something beautiful that comes out of it. And he's always working for his glory. So I don't know how it's going to look, but we also didn't know how the season's going to look. So somehow something big, I think, is coming. Um, and that just reminds me of Yahweh. Like he is, I am. He can change. He can move all these people that didn't even know his name before this season. But when Anna talked uh, talked about being lonely, um, who do you go to or who do you run to when you're lonely? When there's just you, you don't just talk. To, I mean, you might talk to yourself, but it <laughs> might end up leading to you pleading on your knees and crying out to the Lord of maybe I don't even know who you are. And um, somehow, some way, he's like revealing himself to those who may not know him, um, which is my hope. But also, uh, something we did back a couple months ago, we did stones to help us remind ourselves of moments like this, yeah. like when it's been really hard or tough or moments of great praise and joy. And I wrote down in, I think I told you, like October, November, yeah. I might say it wrong, Jehovah Jireh. Uh-huh. I said it right. Um, <laughs> when I was in just hardships and darkness and just knowing because of his faithfulness and his promises that he's going to provide some way. And um, so just remembering stones and journaling, I found has been really good for a lot of people to go back and remember his promises and his, his truth with his word. Yeah. You never, never knew that <laughs> when you were painting that stone, Jehovah Jireh, that you'd be in the time that you are in now where you've had to really rely on him in that way in an even deeper way. And I think what I hear you saying is, who knows, you know, the things that we're learning about God now, um, just like you were in the fall learning about him and he was preparing you for this, the things you're learning about him now, who knows what God might be preparing uh, us for something new and different. And um, all of it meant to move us into an opportunity to experience him more and depend on him more. Thank you, Sam. Um, Gerald, I'm wondering about you, you know, what, what do you think in terms of, where do we go from here? Um, not that it's you know, completely over, but how do you feel like this experience with God right now um, will shape your relationship with him into the future? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so my first thought is to think about my like, future career and working in public health and epidemiology. It's very kind of scary and uh, very nerve-wracking to think that like yeah. on like one day I will be the public health worker helping to relieve some type of health crisis um, 
and that's just a lot of stress. But also I think about that my calling to serve um, in South Asia using public health and healthcare to reach unreached. Um, I'm not going to lie, I get really anxious and nervous at the thought of being really lonely yeah. and just by myself as a single guy serving somewhere. Um, but through this season of being quite lonely and by myself, I've had a lot yeah. of time to reflect um, and really understand his character. Um, and so like when we talk about uh, Jehovah Shema, Shema yep. God is with us. It makes me think that like, um, or it makes me think of Psalm 1611 that says, he makes known to us the path of life. Um, in his presence are, at his, his right, right yep. I'm sorry, I'm having a brain fart. Oh, it's uh, good. He makes known to us the path, path of life. In his presence are pleasures His fullness forevermore. of joy. Fullness of joy. And, and at, at his, his right, right hand, hand is pleasures, pleasures forevermore. forevermore. There you That's go. That's right. That's why I have to write these things down because I can't quote scripture. But <laughs> it just makes me think like, in this time when so many things have been taken away from me, my school and my community, my friends, and being at home a lot just by myself, it revealed a lot of like idolatry and just things, mm. you know, the things of the created and not um, me or revealed that I wasn't putting a lot of hope in the creator. So I've found a lot of joy just spending time with the Lord through prayer and through worship and through reading scripture and studying his character, like some of the names that we've gone over yeah. and just taking like a step back and trying to like seek out a little humility and put my pride away and say, Lord, I can't like find fullness of joy in my strategy of I'm going to do, I'm going to read for an hour a day. I'm going to do this or do this or do this or do this. It's, I really have to create a culture of stepping back and taking a breath and saying, Lord, I want you to reveal yourself to me and yeah. I want you to, like, help me in my unbelief and knowing that you are good and that you are peace and that you restore yeah. me and that you are always with me. Yeah. And what I found is that he does that. Yeah. You know, when we, when I can just speak for myself, when I take that step back and say, like, Lord, help me, because I can't do this on my own, he really has given me a sense of peace in this current situation and then thinking about, like, the future, that, like, wherever I go, whichever journey he sends me on, he's always going to be with me. He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. Seeking him and abiding in his will, I will have joy yeah. forever. So yeah. for me, I've, just, I've really learned that in the situation. And so carrying into the future, I can just like hold on to that and like take those thoughts captive and like really, really like bury that in my heart that he's never going to leave me. He will never forsake me in the crazy circumstances. Things are crazy and things are changing, but he is constant and that he doesn't change yeah. and that his character is stable and yeah. I can put hope in that and I can put faith in that. Yeah. So cool. It's so cool that you're in epidemiology uh, training and pastorally, I just want to say how thankful I am that you have a heart for the nations. Um, Cause I, I think in the midst of this pandemic, um, we've all been so locally focused and for good reason, we've been thinking about ourselves, our family, our friends, our community, and, uh, but the nations are, are very much struggling at this moment um, as well. And the fact that you're, you're on a trajectory where you have that vision and heart um, of God um, to care not just for our own people, but for all peoples of the world and to do that through such an, such an important skill of epidemiology. But it's so interesting, you know, thinking about not just this season of preparation and, and your skill, but what God is doing to prepare you in your heart. Uh, for that future season, and I can't wait to see where God leads in that. But that's that's so encouraging. Thank you.
Um, I'm thinking just to close our time out, you know, um, one of the reasons that I really wanted to do this today, um, not just to teach one more Sunday in this series, but to, to just have a different kind of day to just allow everybody to hear from you, um, is because I haven't wanted it just to be, you know, hear these spiritual truths, but it not be very personal. Because at the end of the day, if you can make a list of all the names of God, right, good for you. That's a wonderful thing. It's a great starting point. But it's not just what we know, it's what we experience. Um, that's, that's where maturity really comes. We've got to get to that place of personally really um, growing and in, in re- intimacy and relationship with God. And um, that, that is a whole different, <laughs> whole different conversation, uh, not just hearing me teach about it, but really um, from wherever people have been kind of really working to, to say, okay, God, I really want to know you in that way, and I want to trust you in that way. So I'm wondering for you guys if you could help me. Um, I know there's people listening who have been struggling in this season. Um, and they've been listening perhaps to me teaching from the Word, which is a great thing, uh, week to week and learning about God. But how could y'all encourage maybe um, others who are really wanting and needing to take that step to really experience him personally? Aaron, I'll start with you. Just, you know, what, 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 do you, what could you recommend and what could you sure. offer? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I would recommend, I mean, I think part of, you know, what, uh, you know, Jerry was just saying now, it's like, you know, if you're, if you're wanting to see God, it's not necessarily about your approach to doing it, or maybe I should say it's not about your goal in doing it per se. Yeah. You know, it's really about, about your heart and really coming to God, you know, with all of your heart and really bearing your soul before God and really allowing your heart to be open and raw and say, you know, this is where I am, God, you know, and, and, you know, even in that, you know, come in repentance as well, you know, consider your heart, consider your sins, consider the neglect of your heart and your soul and the state of your soul and, and your need for God and his mercy mm-hmm. and, and come to him in that, in that place, you know, bear your soul to him and come to him, you know, one, either, you know, with faith and in, in who he is or come to him asking him to show you who he is, you know, because if you come to him, he will show you that he is, your provider, you know, he'll show you that he is sufficient for you. He'll show you that he hears you and that he sees you. You know, he'll show you that he is enough to satisfy your soul and restore your hurts and your pains and to heal you. So I would say, you know, come to God, you know, just intently to open yourself up to him and to really come and and experience and let him show you who he is and, and, and approach him in whatever measure of faith it is that you actually have. That is so, so good. Thank you. I'm wondering if, if anybody else would be interested in, in contributing. Maybe, Sam, um, you have any ways to speak into that for those who are at home and really wanting to grow more? Yeah, to figure out I'll, how? I'll take your lead and give them some practical steps. Good. <laughs> um, I might be biased, but I... Um, just find most in worshiping with the Lord, um, whether it's by yourself, whether you're good or bad. Um, no one can hear you if you live by yourself, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> because that's an advantage, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just worship, and I think even going through songs that you listen to, whether it's the Worship Weekly or if there's just different bands that you like to hear, um, kind of matching a name of God to a song. So mm. it's like, a, I don't know, it could be like a game. So even who you say I am from uh, Hillsong and 
seeing El Roe, like he sees me and he knows yeah. me. He's not forsaking me. Yeah. Um, so worship is definitely one way, especially as maybe a beginner who's struggling to feel the Lord or see the Lord. Scripture can just be hard, especially when you're alone and not in community or church to help you guide through. But another way to help with that is by joining a small group. Um, I know it's weird online, but even if it's not joining a small group, but just reaching out to someone who you know or look up to that's has like the Lord's wisdom and knowledge to help you kind of navigate or feel through the different ways or the different names of his character to just get you to dive deeper into relationship and hopefully build on from it after this. Yeah. I've talked to several who have said, you know, just how important that piece of community really is. Um, Just reaching out uh, during this time. Um, Social distancing does not need to mean social isolation. And we all need to just reach out. It's such a good, good tip. And just, just process honestly um, with others. Gerald, I don't know if you have anything you want to add to that. Um, Just anything to encourage others. If not, it's totally fine. I'm good. All right. (laughs) Um, I want to thank y'all for for sharing what you have shared today. You have helped me greatly, encouraged me greatly, and I'm sure so many others. Um, Thank you also to Julie and Anna. Um, I know you're not physically here with us, but thank you for being with us virtually like that and sharing. I I want to close today um, by kind of trying to kind of wrap up this this series by just asking you who are at home. Um, I'm talking to you right now. Um, I can see you. Um, you who are at home, we are uh, talking directly to you. And I am just asking right now um, that you consider these exact questions that I've just asked to this group. Um, and that you really take some time, even right now, but also in the days ahead, uh, personally, and perhaps with your small group this week, uh, but to take some time to really reflect on the questions that I have just asked to this group. Uh, number one, um, how would you say you have been struggling the most in this season? Um, we've all been struggling, but what are, what are your specific struggles? What has been the hardest for you? Um, what, can you name in specific ways those places of, of uncertainty, of challenge, of stress, um, and maybe even that's ongoing, um, just those areas of heartache, um, those worries? W- what are those for you? Secondly, um, I ask that question, and I'm asking you right now, uh, where, what are the ways that you have experienced God in a unique way in this season? Like we've said, sometimes it's the, the times of great difficulty uh, that we have the opportunity to learn a desperate dependence upon God. And I'm wondering for you, uh, how have you learned that desperate dependence on God in this season? And then number three, of of the names that we have studied together for whatever portion you have been able to follow with us or maybe even just what you've heard today, uh, what stands out to you? What is one thing about God that you have learned in this season and experienced in this season that you never want to forget? How amazing would it be if we look back on this season and we don't define it first by the coronavirus, but we define it first by how we experience God, how we grew to know him more in a specific way. Um, which of those names has stood out to you the most and why? Maybe do some praying about that and meditating about that, journaling on that 
today and this week. Fourth, I asked this group, and I'm asking you right now, uh, yes, you, um, where, where do you think God is wanting to lead you from here? How has your experience with him in this season, um, your understanding of him that has grown in this season, how will it affect your future? How, how are you praying and dreaming and hoping um, as, it, as it relates to moving from here? What is it that you hope will, will, will stick with you uh, through this time and beyond? And then lastly, um, what would you share with someone else? Um, I think all of us have had the opportunity to experience God personally. I hope that's you. If it's not, uh, today is the day of salvation. And uh, today is the day that you can move from, from just knowledge about God to really an experience with God. And what he has done for you in Jesus, it makes that possible. Jesus came for you. He lived for your righteousness. He died, uh, not because he deserved death, but because you did. He died because of our sin. And he took our sin upon himself and by his death and his blood, there is forgiveness. And he was put into the grave in our place, but after three days, he rose again to new life, and he lives today, and he has power over all sin and Satan and death itself, and he can make you new. And this morning, you can call out to him and, it, and just ask him to change your heart, to forgive your sin, and to bring new life. And uh, today, if you have only been in that place of knowing about him but never knowing him personally, today's the day of salvation. And I pray that you will confess your sin and just call out to him and ask him for new life. But I believe many of us, uh, even uh, those of us who are doing that for the first time or if you've done it already and you're in a relationship with him, we've been learning more about God in this season. And maybe now's the time to begin to share with someone else. What is it that you believe God might have you share uh, to encourage someone else who is struggling and desiring to know God in this season. Maybe it's your next door neighbor, a coworker, a friend uh, that has felt just overwhelmed, is really stressed or very lonely. And now's the time. Now's the time for you to speak into their life uh, and help them to know, not just offer your own presence, but really offer the presence of God by talking about him and what he's done in Jesus uh, to them in their time of need. So I just want to encourage you and those questions I've asked the group today, I'm asking you personally to really think about those and use that as an opportunity to move into deeper worship of God. But right now we're going to transition to worship. We're going to sing that song that you've heard at the beginning of the sermon every week uh, that has been during that sermon intro video, Your Name. And uh, I just want to encourage you right now to use this time right now to just yield your heart to him and to really worship him in your spirit. Uh, he is with us. His spirit is with us. He makes home in all who know Jesus. And so right now, we are the temple of the living God, and we have the opportunity to commune with him in song. At any point during this song, uh, you can reach out if you have a decision to make for Christ, if you want to talk to us more about anything big or small in your life, if you want to have in more information about our church, just to connect with someone personally, text ICC Prayer to 97000. Let's worship together. I want to pray for you and us as we continue. Father, thank you for this opportunity we've had to worship you today through your word and also just through the encouragement of your word and personal experience, the testimonies of these who have shared. I want to thank you, Lord, for how we've heard from you and experienced you today. I'm praying, God, for everybody uh, right now. I'm just asking, Lord, by your Holy Spirit that you would allow us to really open our hearts to really love you and to know your love more and to really worship you for who you are. 
Lord, as we work through these questions this week, I pray that you would lead us into a deeper opportunity to experience you and also to share who you are with those who are in need. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.